Let's welcome back Oscar-nominated director and screenwriter Nazrin Chowdhury. Her live-action short film, The Very Powerful, thought-provoking Red, White, and Blue is a film that destroys one of the most hostile topics in America today. Nazrin's film takes advantage of the uncomfortable silence surrounding the narrative subject matter, only to pull back the curtain, revealing the true stakes of the narrative and expands the narrative of the larger circumstances that have shaped the story beyond the screen. It's bold. It's devastating. It's haunting. Your emotions will linger long after you have watched her film. So ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome back Oscar-nominated writer-director Nazrin Chowdhury and her Oscar-nominated live-action short film, Red, White, and Blue, to the show. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm that. What a magnificent introduction. First of all, I'm still getting used to hearing those words Oscar nominated in a sentence nearby or adjacent to my name. So it's it's a thrill to be back. And I have to tell you, if I may, yes, I did have a voice in my head the night before the nominations where you said I would not be surprised. And you know, you don't know how any of these things go, but you called it. So thank you for that. You're very welcome. And it is one of the most powerful films that I've seen this season. Uh, but how does it feel that at this moment, you'll always be known as an Oscar-nominated filmmaker until we find out on March 10th if the nominated is going to be winter winner? <laughs> well... I think I'm grappling with that right now. It hasn't still, even though it's been, what, 10 days since we found out almost, yeah. it still hasn't fully sunk in because we are this like very ultra independent production. We don't have the infrastructure that many people do, even in this category. And so we are all hands to the deck trying to respond to, you know, the people who are watching this you know, ordinary Americans who have been so touched by the film that we have set out to make and tell a story on their behalf or for them to be able to just um, have a conversation around this subject matter. We've been so conscious about responding back to them. I'm still absorbing it. And yes, it's a thrill to know that that is something that I will also always be able to say about myself, I guess, or others might want to say about me. But more importantly, that is something that we can say about this film that we made with so much love and so much dedication to the craft just so that we could really tap into our humanity. Like I have been saying all this time, you know, it's I see this as a nomination that we earned not just for us or in our film, but for all the people who uh, have championed us along the way, whether they're on our social media or not. This is all of our uh, nominations. It belongs to all of us. Well, you know, I was I was telling someone the other day, they were asking me about the, the five films in the live action short category. And, and they said, what do you think? And I go, well, there's a couple that I think that are the strong front runners. I said, but there's only one out of the five that if they win, it is going to send a shockwave from coast to coast in this country. And they looked at me and they're like, well, what film would that be? And I said, red, white, and blue. <laughs> I said, 
if they if if they were announced as the Oscar winner, I said you better get ready for press that you would never even imagine in this day and age because it is going to open up a whole nother topic. And uh, that's how powerful your film is. Thank you for saying that. I that has already actually started. You know the amount of press we're receiving. You know, we feel like, I feel like this tortoise and the hare fable of like, here I am, slow and steady, not sure if it'll win the race, but certainly kind of here and keeping going um, and uh, being given these, uh, this kind of um, lease of life uh, with regards to the subject matter, the film that we uh, put out there for everybody, that press has already started. And yeah, we welcome it. If we get that win, you know, let's let's open the conversation. Let's let's get straight into it and let's start to talk, you know, whether it's in our homes or in um, on a more public platform. However, we need to have this conversation to protect, you know, people um, and their right to be able to be seen and to get the healthcare they need. Yeah, we welcome it. Well, walk me through the moment that you sat down to watch the Oscar nomination announcements. What was your day like the moment you heard, uh, well, they, the moment you heard that uh, you had been nominated? Well, let me start a little bit before that, which is the <laughs> night before when I had your voice in my head. Um, and I did not sleep very well. And not because of the nerves or the butterflies of it all, but just due to the sheer logistics of continuing telling this story. Because again, even though we are so thrilled with the Academy's recognition and to all the members who have seen us and uh, started to champion us alongside everybody else for this film within the Oscars of it all, um, the work continues for me you know i made a film for many reasons and not just for the academy uh, awards um and so i hope that's what the academy is seeing but that other work continues so i'm just tired and fatigued and staying up from the just sheer getting this film out there you know and engaging with all the people ordinary americans who are telling us how much it's resonating making sure that i'm very um uh, cognizant of the fact that they're reaching out to us and engaging with them. You know, like I said, we are really independent. Our social media campaign is run by me um, and a handful of friends, you know, like my fellow producer, Sarah McFarlane, and even my two daughters and um, my old Irish pen pal, who I've known since I was 13, uh, is helping me. Uh, there's another friend who is a content specialist and, you know, she has a full-time job. So we're all of us hands to deck and then trying to live in the moment of it all and not get in that time. So I come into it, that was a long preamble to tell you that I'm coming into it, having gone to bed at 2 a.m. and then needing to be up at five o'clock, actually 4.30 to just get on a Zoom with everybody, assembled a cast and crew that included Brittany Snow and Samantha Bee and Juliet Donenfeld and people from all over the world, you know, Joe Katsaris, a costume designer, joined us from South Africa. And so we're there and, you know, everyone's like tense and no one's talking. And here I am trying to break the ice uh, with everybody because everyone's so kind of tense and nervous. And I'm trying to do the, be the compare of this and like loosen everybody up. And, and it's starting, I'm like, what does everyone think of this? You know, the categories ahead of us. And I had no idea ours was like the third category or something to be announced and suddenly 
it's been announced and I'm watching and actually there's a bit of a delay in everyone else's feed compared to mine. So I'm reacting and saying, uh, seeing red, white, and blue come up and I'm with my daughter. The, my other daughter is in San Francisco, so she's on the Zoom. I'm not even being able to see her reaction, but my daughter who's with me, next to me, and I, I seeing it and we start cheering, but everyone else is still on Night of Fortune and Invincible. And so they're seeing me cheer and everyone's like, wow, she's so supportive of these other films, which I am, by the way. I love I love that I'm in the category with all of these stellar films. But they're like, wow, look at how supportive she is, not realizing that it was Red, White and Blue being announced. And so then suddenly everyone erupts because they know why I'm cheering. And then we couldn't even focus on the rest of the category because we were just all in tears and well, they, the emotion, in our they, reaction video is so real. They announced all five so fast. I mean, it wasn't even building up the anticipation. It was just like rattling off all five titles and went to the next category. I was like, wait, slow this down a minute because this <laughs> means a lot to a bunch of people out there. You know, build it up a bit, but man, it was crazy. And and I saw your video whenever when you and your daughter were you knew, and then I saw that delay from everybody else. I thought it I thought it was the coolest thing ever. It's very real. It's a very cool moment. And it then it was like me trying to track in real time. Because the other thing, like you said about slowing it down, you know, you're seeing the after come up. And then you're going to the night of fortune and you're realizing you're like my, I don't know if you know, but I have a scientific background. I did biomedical science. I thought I was going to become a doctor. Didn't I become a make I became a filmmaker instead. And, um, so my math, my math is happening in my head of like computing. Okay. How many more titles? And then as I'm doing that, it's going so quick that it's like, forget calculating how many more there are left in contention your film is just coming up, everything else kind of moves off to the side. And I need to just now focus on my cast and crew and watching their reactions and really wanting to share the love back across the screen at them because well, they're congratulating me. And I'm feeling like, no, I want to congratulate you. Well, what, what was it like the rest of the day? I bet your email and your cell phone must have been going off like crazy. It really, yeah, it was crazy, crazy, crazy. And I just have this um, politeness in me, which is genuine, I hope, where I feel like, oh, someone's reached out to say something to me. I owe them a response because, you know, they've taken the time in their day. I need to take the time in my day. And every time I'm trying to get to one, it's a Sisyphean task, but in the most wonderful way, you know, mostly Sisyphean tasks feel like they're this enormous mountain that you have to climb with this boulder that is uh, not a joyous experience, but it's a joyous experience of like trying to respond and then having the deluge. That means for three days, I stayed up till 3 a.m. to try and personally respond to every single message that was coming in, you know, whether it was someone I knew or not, whether it was people who are, there were so many people that were invested in this, who are people who are just on our pages, who just really believe in this, who become, like when I call them part of our family or our elephant herd, which if you've watched our film, you'll understand that metaphor. Like I feel so bonded to them, even though I don't know them. 
And to me, I felt such joy because they were so invested in us. And so taking the time to try and respond back to them, you know, amidst still trying to put the spotlight series out for our cast and crew, because I'm the one writing those captions because no one knows that cast and crew like I do. Well, I laughed um, because when they when they announced Red, White, and Blue, I st I I not only was I I extremely happy for you and your whole team, but I really kind of laughed because I remembered in our first interview I told you you better you better find out and get your dress ready. Because yours was the only independent film that I truly f felt in my heart was going to be nominated. Because, you know, it all 15 shortlisted films had the same shot. They were they all deserved to be on the shortlist. But yours is the only one that deep, deep down, I knew for some reason you were going to get a nomination. That's very meaningful to me that you felt that about our film. We knew that we had a story that was powerful emotionally and did what it set out to do. Exactly like all of our intentions are there as filmmakers, you know, and we made this in, you know, pretty tough circumstances and there were challenges abound. But we really did believe in this film. And can you believe that when the Oscars ceremony happens on March 10th, we won't have even reached a year anniversary of the first day of principal photography when I was first calling action on this. And it's wonderful and strange because we've had this, like I said, we it feels like we've been a little bit late to the game, but not deliberately. We happen to win. I have to give a big shout out to Edmonton International Film Festival, which is an Academy qualifying festival. They were one of the first festivals to see us and really believe in us. And I actually was there in person and they were just so wonderful. And actually, you know, I think when we submitted to them, they closed down the submissions. And uh, I reached out to Vincent Brulot, who's the artistic director and said, hey, is there any chance you might let us still submit to you and he said sure have this waiver code and somehow everything you know joe katsaris who is my costume designer uh who worked on red white and blue she said that anthony Mangella said something to her that she has put into my mind and keeps repeating to me it which is what is for you will not go by you and she keeps repeating that mantra to me all of the time. I love her for it. And she's also the person that is telling me to just make sure that I look after myself through all of this and, you know, get the bath salts ordered, not just the dress that you're alluding to. And I'm so behind the curve on that because I did not take anything for granted. So did not uh, get out ahead of it because it felt like it was very presumptuous of me to even go there. But like going back to the Edmonton Film Festival of it all, I only realized retrospectively because this is my first rodeo as a director and you know I was doing this all by myself I didn't understand that there was a season of film festivals even and that 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 at the end of the 2024 Academy Awards cycle so so many of the other films that are in this category they were made much earlier than our film because they were I think launching at Sundance some of them some of them are two years old yeah 
we've like whether new like we will not even have reached the anniversary of when we started filming this uh and because they gave us this the grand jury award we qualified for the 2024 academy awards and we're thrilled because this is the time now for this film to be seen because of what's happening across our country the timing couldn't be yeah the timing couldn't be more perfect but walk my audience through as to what red white and blue is about without telling the ending so red white and blue is about uh, a single parent uh played by britney snow she plays a character called rachel uh johnson she's the mother of two children and an unexpected uh, pregnancy threatens to derail this uh, woman who's doing her best by her two kids and trying to get by day to day. And so she's forced on to a road trip that takes her across two states through Missouri in Illinois to get a very urgent and necessary abortion. And in doing so, we as the audience learn a heartbreaking truth that reveals why that healthcare is so urgent and important. And we try to do it in a very characterful and nuanced way. And one of the things that I, you know, because there's not always time to go into interviews to talk about everything that you want to talk about, which is why I'm so grateful that you are coming back to me because it allows me to tell you some other details about how intentional things are in our title. You know, I've talked about it previously about the fact that yes, it alludes, alludes to the uh, the flag of the United States of America, because even though certain states are more affected than others, this is a national conversation. This is a, something that affects everybody in America who either has reproductive rights or who knows someone who has reproductive rights uh, that have been affected by the decision to reverse Roe v. Wade in 2022. But more than that, the flag of America, if you research the colors of the flag, and what those are supposed to symbolize. Well, red is supposed to be for courage and valor and sacrifice and for the blood that has been spilt in assuring Americans and their right to freedom. The white represents purity and innocence, which is a big theme in our film, which you come to learn about. And the blue, you know, is, uh really about justice and perseverance and seeing this character and her perseverance in getting what she needs and you know our story is the story of so many uh more than we care to think as you so rightly pointed out in our last conversation together uh and it's also not the story of many in the sense that they aren't even able to get out of their state in the way that our character does. And if you look at the stats of the people who can't do what our character does, that in itself should tell you that our film, I hope, services both those who can and those who can't. It's hard enough for those who find a way against all the odds, but let's also think about the ones that can't. Yeah, that's... That's why this film, your film, took a sledgehammer to this national narrative and blew it to pieces. Because with, with a film like this, you have, we have two 
sides. There's for most people, there is no middle ground. They're either on one side or the other. But now both sides have to look at this with a different eye. And I mean it I, I mean, you know, when I wrote the article on on your film, and I just I titled the article The Oscar Nominated Gut Punch. And I got to give a shout out to Brittany Snow because I want to thank her for sharing that article on her Instagram uh, uh, Instagram account. But it's true. Your film is a gut punch because there is a time within this film that nobody sees coming. But it's the telltale sign and point that blows this narrative out. I mean... You, for me, Nazarin, you can't, you know, both sides can't, when they see your film, I don't think they can no longer be so staunch on their side. Both, this is, this is almost a magnet. This film is almost a magnet in bringing both sides together. And for those who will actually see what this film is truly about. That's why you're, this, the storytelling is superb. It's very subtle. Um, you take the audience on a very uncomfortable journey. But then you take us over the edge. And like I said, you punched us in the gut. You're very kind to say all of those things. And everything you're saying makes me feel very seen. Uh, so thank you for that, because, you know, executing the intention to land the impact, those things don't always happen. And the fact that you're telling me that's how you felt means, you know, for any piece of art to complete its um, journey in existing as a piece of art, especially in this visual medium, it needs that connection with an audience. It really does need the audience to complete that work of art by the way it lands upon them. And, you know, you mentioned Brittany Snow. She is phenomenal. We've talked about this. Uh, you know, she is just wonderful. And she understood what the story needed to be. And the one thing that I can tell you is like, the gut punch that you're talking about exists on the page. The reason I was able to assemble such talent uh, to my cast and crew, which is uh, numerous, uh, and the reason why the film, you know, looks and sounds, I hope, as good as it does is because of the artis artists and the artisans I was able to bring on board. And I think it's because they read that script. And they felt the same gut punch that you then see in the finished product itself, which they were able to help me um, get exactly as I wanted to. But to speak to that, to some extent, uh, along the lines that you're discussing, and maybe even more, which is, I did write that not to be political per se, but to have a conversation across the political divide. Yeah. Because... It doesn't really matter who you support, what you support. This is just about human beings. I didn't even, I didn't even look at it. From when, I, when I watched the whole thing, not one time did I ever think political. Not once. It's really about shared humanity. Mm -hmm. Because I'm convinced everybody has that, no matter who you vote for. 
that has to exist within you or if you need to find it within you can we maybe show you our film and see what you think and then start a conversation about that afterwards and much is made about this gut punch and i think i also talked to you about it how people are referring it to it as a twist and for expediency i'm happy to talk about it along those lines but it was never the intention behind it is actually this which is, oh, you think you know what this story is, you know, and you go into it with your preconceived notions, you know, you think like, uh, you know, I've had audience members who've reached back to me and said, oh, I was judging this character until I learned that maybe my judgmental uh, approach to it uh, was incorrect because I had the rug pulled out from under me. I think everybody was... Yeah, I think I think every audience member at the very beginning of this film judged Britney's character. Yeah, even a little I'm bit. Sure but, yeah, and that's what carried that's what carried this film to well, you can call it a twist or whatever, and then that's when you're like, "Oh." It's really about shining a lens on ourselves. That my intention as a filmmaker is, let me take you on this story. You're going to be feeling things, but are you prepared to feel this? And what were you thinking before that? I'm not going to tell you what to think, either before or after, because only you know what you think. And so, but maybe you have the lens turned on you somewhat to understand, well, wait, did I bring my preconceived notions into this? But more than that as well is like, we never really know what another person is dealing with or going through. We think we know, but we really don't know. So until we know, maybe we should reserve judgment because actually that is the fundamentals of compassion and empathy. And those are the qualities that are in short supply. And that is why I work in this fictional and scripted space more than you know, uh, the reality of documentary making, as I probably spoke to you about before, because I can show you a slice of life and I can show you a story and that is intended to make you feel. I'm not going to tell you how to feel. You're going to feel what you're going to feel. And, and um, that's why this film works. I mean, that's why this film works. I mean, it it's not preachy. Um, you allow the audience to walk along with, with Britney's character. You force nothing on the audience. Um, the audience does know from the very first shot that there is a tense, there's a tenseness there throughout the film that lingers, never goes away. Um, there's and like you said it causes the audience to look at themselves like they they i would say 98% of the audience probably already judged Britney's character at the very first scene but then that changes um but yeah. well, let I me ask you this because does is this film available to the public yet it is going to be released in fact i think we're announcing it today it's going to be part of uh, uh, all of the Oscar-nominated 
films being released uh, in person for you to watch theatrically across so many states. Like there'll be multiple screenings that you can go and watch, not just our film, but all the films that are in contention. So we're really excited about that. And then we are working to bring it back online um, for everyone to see and give access to this film because my whole intention had been to try and give access to the film in stark contrast to the irony that is the lack of access to the healthcare itself. But you know, there's all contractual things to kind of think through. It was available until earlier this year, I think right before, um, uh, the end of the voting period for uh, the nominations and so on. So we're looking to bring it back because we know not everybody can get to uh, a theater to watch this. But that said, we would strongly encourage everybody to go and watch it in a theater because, you know, with your phones and everything else, can I tell you something? I took my kids to see Harry Potter in the theater when they had the anniversary of it all. And they love Harry Potter. And they had seen those films so often. But when you took them to the theater and they didn't have another distraction like a phone or a device on it, they noticed more things about the filmmaking because they were not allowed to be anything other than present in that cinematic experience. And I think that is a statement to be made about why we need to preserve cinema, why we need to preserve theaters and our ability to not have everything on streaming and that as being the only way for us to experience a film. I would strongly urge everyone to uh, look at our um, socials, get the details of where the film's screening. It's at museums, I think it's going to I think it's going to be in Texas as well. Where do you they are. send? Do they send all the academy members the screeners? Uh, the academy members are have, have it in the screening room uh, that is open to them and available to them. Uh, but we're talking about for the general public can right. all now go yes. across the country and watch it in person in the theater, well, and that's from sixteen every onwards. Yeah, and ladies and gentlemen, this is the film that you have to see when it is available to you. And Academy members, don't you get lazy. You better watch every film and you better vote accordingly. And uh, when you see Red, White, and Blue, I mean, seriously, Nazarene. I mean, what did Brittany and Juliet think when they were in an Oscar-nominated short? I think, you know, it's beyond everybody's wildest dreams. But, you know, if I may be so bold enough to say, because we knew, we knew the power of the story we we're telling, there's a sense in which retrospectively, one might say that um, it's just a validation of those efforts because I don't know how to say this, and I hope it doesn't sound come across the wrong way. When you make a film like this, you're not trying to really be in competition with anyone else. You're trying to just tell a story that needs to get told. And you know, the same way that we felt about the story, or at least, you know, I should probably not say that about myself because I'm the one who wrote the story. I knew what I was writing. I knew what I had. And then everybody else, I felt like knew what they were doing, which is why they committed. So with hindsight, you can have this dual state of being where it is beyond your wildest dreams, but at the same time, 
reaffirming in a certain way because we knew what this story was and why it needed to be told. You know, all I can say to you, Nazrin, is congratulations and keep dreaming big. And I'm not saying that to everyone, but for me, I mean, you are a very strong front runner in this amazing class of live action short films at the 96 Academy Awards. And uh, we all know that anything can happen that night on March 10th. But uh, out of all the films I've seen, and there have been, this is the most stellar class of short films that I've ever seen. They're all different in, in their own way. Those that were qualified deserved it. Those that were shortlisted deserved it. The ones that have been nominated deserved it. I really wish the category was bigger than just five because there's so many amazing films out there that are Oscar quality. And here you are in a group of five. And um, I, I'm, I, you know, you're one of my top two frontrunners right now. Can I say something to that? Yeah. First of all, thank you. Uh, but the thing I want to say to you is I have no connection to Hollywood other than the fact that I now work here, of course, but I come from working class South London and I'm here now working, you know, uh, but I didn't know anyone in the business. This isn't something that even the people who I grew up with would have ever crossed their minds that I would eventually, or any of us would eventually be here having this moment in time being recognized in this way, which is a real thrill. But I hope it's an inspiration and I know that people have reached out to me, you know, from across the world, including in Bangladesh, which is where my parents are originally from, where like there's a true, there's a thing that's happening where like if you can see, you can be. To see me here in this category with all these stellar filmmakers and the stellar films that you talked about, I hope it serves as an uh, inspiration for people to go out and tell their stories because all of those stories are valid, but you just have to believe in yourself enough and the power of your storytelling and to just go out there and do it. That's one thing I wanted to say. That is exactly other... right. Go ahead, go ahead, Nazrin. No, please, I don't want to interrupt you. Did you want to say something? No, 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 I'm good. You go on. Other thing I wanted to say is that I did, like someone pointed out to me a very, a director that is very beloved to me, who's been a mentor to me through this project and so on. Um, he, he pointed out to me that I have the distinction this year alongside Celine Song and Cord Jefferson uh, as, you know, this is our directorial debut and to be nominated for our first directorial debut is incredible. And I love both of their films. So I just wanna give a big shout out to them as well. And to be in that category, in a different kind of way is really super meaningful to me because this was my first time directing and who knew, who knew, certainly not me. And who knew, but wow, what a film, ladies and gentlemen, Red, White and Blue. It is one Oscar nominated film, a short film that is cleverly written. It's cleverly directed with precise focus that takes the audience to a place it didn't expect to go. Nazrin, I want to thank you for coming back to the show and good luck to you and your team at the 96th Academy Awards. 
because I know one thing, we will be cheering you on. Thank you. I'll see you hopefully on the other side of that and maybe we'll have our third conversation. So thank you for having me. I, I am looking forward to that. And when we have that third conversation, I'm hoping that you're going to be holding Oscar in your hands. Like I said to you last time, from your mouth to God's ears. And, and I have a direct line, so uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Thank you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, again, when Red, White, and Blue, it's going to be featured in with all of the Oscar films, around 700 theaters. So you need to go check this film out. Check all the other ones out. There are films that you never even heard of that are absolutely a beauty to watch. So ladies and gentlemen, you can catch all of the replays of our interviews with the top film directors, producers, and screenwriters, actors, and so much more on our website at bondoncinema.com. We're also available on YouTube and a dozen audio platforms as well. So I want to thank you for watching and listening. And as for me, I'll see you from the red carpet.